You are listening to High Shelf Gaming Podcast, a podcast where myself, David Gillespie, and my friend Rich talk about out-of-the-way games that we enjoy, the conventions we play them at, and anything our friends want to jump on and talk about. If that sounds like what you're looking for, please have a listen. We've added some social media places for you to join us in talking about games and RPGs. We're on Twitter, at High Shelf Gaming, and we have a Facebook group called High Shelf Gaming Podcast. Click to join, we'll get you added in. It's a closed group, but we're friendly to all game enthusiasts. This is David again with High Shelf Gaming. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Rich. Rich, say hi. I am now officially going to be called Robin Hood this episode because I'm here with my merry men. So this is a <laughs> this is a great episode for me because I'm joined by two of my criminal element crime game playing super fun friends. Yeah, this is your crew, definitely. Um, so why yes. don't we go around the horn, uh, Larry, and then Al. Larry, why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, hi, Dave. Uh, Rich, when are those uh, gaming friends coming on? I'd like to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> You're so silly little boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Larry from Western Pennsylvania, I'm out here in the cold. I've been gaming for, boy, an eternity. Since dice were made out of bones, I think. Uh, I'm obviously <laughs> caveman, quite a bit caveman older than games. anybody in the group, but age is just uh, just a number. And uh, oh boy, I go all the way back to believe it or not, first edition D and D when it uh, first hit mainstream. Uh, so we're talking what forty years ago, forty five years almost. That's awesome. And uh, second edition, third, fourth, board games, you know, the typical start with Monopoly when you're a kid or Candyland, uh, oh, yeah. Chutes and Ladders. Uh, Rich still likes to play that. That's always one of his go-to games. <laughs> it's the one he, he can win. win. I, I am bringing you a walker. I'm bringing you a walker to Gen Con this year with one of the packs on the front. <laughs> well, you know, we've seen I'm one in action with Al, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Uh, so I played quite every version of D and D board games, quite a few of those. So I've been around for quite a few years and seen quite a bit. But uh, you guys, Dave and Rich, are some of some of the best friends, and I look forward to seeing you every year. It's one of the highlights of the year, and I get to go every week with another group there in the Western Pennsylvania area. And Al's part of that group, and yeah. Al, you're a big part too. You're big, big uh, hug to my. Brother from another mother. <laughs> yeah, Al, why don't you uh, introduce yourself? Yeah, no problem. Yeah, this is Al from Western Pennsylvania also. Uh, let me knock some of this dust off of me from Larry flying, uh, spreading his wings out there, being the old-timer in the group. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I went back get to see. I just turned 40 a couple of days ago, and I started when I was 14. So what is that, 20, 36 years I've been uh, playing games here. Happy birthday, man. And, yeah. Happy birthday! <laughs> Thanks, thanks. I'm just uh, got to put some skates on and roll down the back side of this hill, right? And, uh, <laughs> but uh, been uh, been gaming since about 14 years old. I started second edition AD and D. Spanned multiple times. Played lots of different paper editions: Hackmaster, Arcana, Fifth Edition, Fourth Edition. 
Larry, what are we talking about today? What's our what's our topic? Well, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna discuss the D and D board games. Matter of fact, we're currently Excellent. playing yes. uh, one in between Pathfinder events. Uh, Al's been DMing Pathfinder, doing a great job. Oh, every awesome. now and then, he needs a break, like uh, oh, every other week. <laughs> <laughs> every other so wait, you guys play every week, and then like every other week, you're you're mixing in some board game. Correct. Yep. Uh, uh, we a... get together on Wednesday night, so it's a pretty regular group. There's uh, four or five of us, four for sure, and five. We got uh, Craig from Dubois and uh, myself, Al, Brian White, and Bud Siders, and we uh, pay, play Pathfinder, uh, Hackmaster, et cetera. But now we're currently on a D&D board game kick every every other week. Oh, man, Tomb that's of awesome. Annihilation. Okay, so Ooh. let's 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 talk about that real quick. The so D and D was traditionally a a pen and paper role playing game, and then they came out with this board game concept. Wrath of uh, Wrath of um, what was the first one? Wrath of uh, I think case wasn't Con? Castle Ravenloft first. That sounds right. Okay, I'm going to the internet while you guys talk. Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. <laughs> sounds right because uh, I I think the Castle Ravenloft is the one I've got. Um, and that would, that really came out with what fourth edition is when they started doing the board games. Is that right? Yeah. I want to say it was right after that. Yeah. And we got to be talking about 2010 ish, I would guess. And it definitely does have a fourth edition feel. Uh, I know that it met with a lot of disdain, including for myself. Al's one of the few that like it, but you've got at will powers, utility powers, daily powers, all as a, something that sprang off of fourth edition right right yeah that whole concept of okay. like uh, things you can do all the time I, yeah oh go ahead rich i had a, I had a little note in here myself i did a little show prep i know that's amazing dave but i did a little <laughs> bit of show prep and i was like you know what does this really feel like you're playing D when you play the D board game and it does if you're playing fourth edition is what i just heard correct I, you know, I I'll, let I, Al, I'll let Al speak to that because I didn't like fourth, but I do like the board. I, and I only played some demo games with you guys at Gen Con. I've never sat down and read fourth edition or played fourth edition, so I can't really speak to it. But Al, what do you think? Well, I mean, if you go back, like you know, the fourth edition, you know, everyone called it a video game on paper because you have all these powers that you can use, and then just take short rest and they come back. So it's like. Uh, just having a global cooldown. If you guys are on uh, and play any games like World of Warcraft or anything like that, everything's mentioned as a global cooldown, yeah. but you can't use it. Yeah, and you go to these board games, and it's the same basic idea. You, you got to save those special powers for whenever you uh, run up to that that tougher monster and all that. So yeah, I mean it's it's kind of a good uh, a feel that it is like uh, fourth edition. Um, and fourth edition, I enjoyed it because I'm a I'm a huge. Uh, World of Warcraft player, and uh, so I, I liked it. I'm the one of the younger generations in the group, um, but I do agree that it was impossible. You know, it kind of kind of led you to an impossible being able to be killed, which kind of you know nullified and dulled down that that game. Oh, really? Uh, so, so it's really healing. It was in. So it's tough to actually die or really be challenged by by the original board game. Exactly. Oh, Just oh, the no. complete opposite, Rich of no. The role-playing game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah the, love the me some role-playing bats. game. Let, let, me, let me clarify that there. Like the, the role-playing uh, pen and paper 4th uh, edition, you absolutely uh, – I mean you had to do something really stupid to die, which I was very capable of doing. I did 
<laughs> you found, you found a way. But when it comes to these board games, uh, trust me, uh, I've played through, uh, through, I can't even tell you how many scenarios on, on them, but uh, I, I've uh, definitely had my fair share of my rear end handed to me multiple times. So, you wait, know, so, so it is possible to, to meet defeat uh, playing these games, which gives a little bit more of a real feel of uh, playing a game where you can't always win, you know? Yeah. So, wait, t- so talk about that. You, uh, you get the board game, but there's multiple scenarios in the game. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, um, on these board games, you get a book that comes with them, and uh, it like right right now we're doing Tomb of Annihilation, which was the last one, and I gotta say they outdid themselves on this one here. It's a really good setup, nice. but I think it has I want to say somewhere near sixteen or seventeen adventures, uh, separate adventures in it. That I mean, they each take roughly an hour uh, to to do, maybe an hour and a half was set up. Um, and then if you go back to the original one, I want to say it had close to, say it had 20 in it. I have the Drizzt Duerden one and I think it has 17 in it. Uh, you know, I didn't really take time to really look to see how many, but it's really nice because they come with multiple adventures. So you got a good, you know, a good 20 hours of gaming on each session for 40 to 50 bucks, which is a hell of a deal, you know? Oh, yeah. So if, like, each session, you said, takes a couple hours, then you've got 17 to 20 sessions per box. That's a lot of replayability. That's really nice. Yeah. And I will say the chits, the tokens, the uh, minis, they're, they're all really well-quality done products to where I've, I've done this at cons. Uh, so where I got windows all using my stuff. And you know they don't really respect, you know, they respect stuff. But, you know, they're not really taking care of it like it was uh, my best buds here taking care of it. Um, how has y'all's tokens held up over time? I mean, you're obviously playing every other week. Or do you still have the same feeling that they're good quality, hold up well? Yeah, that's one thing I'll say. They really put the, the time and effort into making it a very quality session. I mean, uh, and, and, you know, just to put it out there, uh, it really broadens a real big uh, age range. Like, uh, you know, in our group, we range from what may be in the youngest around, you know, at the time is when they came out, it was about 36. Mm-hmm. And Larry up to, what, 55, I believe. 57 and, now. Uh, <laughs> so, and then I have I'm also a, a Boy Scout leader and uh, I had a couple of the scouts or my, my boy's friends come over and stay for a couple weeks in the summer and I said hey you guys interested in trying this out and uh, they love it you know the scouts love playing it too so I mean it's got a wow. huge injury, injury. so I mean they're good products nice yeah it's a, that's it's, like yeah. teen to uh, grandpa's <laughs> yeah don't say, don't say that about Al. He's 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 not a grandpa yet. Yeah, don't, hey, 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 hey. Don't put that in the, into the works, man. I'll have to hurry, guys. Rich, you did mention about the miniatures. Uh, with Tomb of Annihilation here, of course, for an additional cost, you were given the option of purchasing painted minis. Oh. Directly from WizKids. Uh, and uh, they did a really good job, and they, they looked good. Uh, so you know, I don't know if it's actually worth. It's quite a significant more cash outlay. Oh yeah. But uh, Craig did buy those, and uh, you know we're we're abusing his minis every week. But they <laughs> but, but they, they look is, good. It is really good. I think that whenever you get painted minis from them, aren't they like hand painted? I mean, I'd say yeah. They're like in this last one here, uh, the one that did come with the option to paint it. 
the characters you can definitely tell are different, except, you know, like two of them very closely resemble each other. That would be the only downfall I'd say about the game. Mm. But, um, you know, like the, the character I play, I mean, I, I would love to just have that to stick in my box. And if I ever played another character like that, I'd use that mini because it's freaking beautiful and awesome looking. Yeah, I have I shamelessly uh, stole all the minis out of my D&D board game and I use those as a GM. Like if I need a swarm of rats or a ghoul or whatever, I just pop the mini right out of the D&D board game and use that. Yeah, they have a really nice little rat marker. Hey, I got a question. And this is, I'm not an adventure league or any of that kind of guy. But it was Tomb of Annihilation like the last adventure league thing? And now it's a D&D board game? Or am well, I wrong? It's a fifth edition product. Tomb of Annihilation is a fifth edition product. Like a module, and, right? Uh, yeah, it's actually a – oh, boy, I don't own it. I don't think anybody in our group owns it, but it's mm. actually a hardback book adventure. Nice. And uh, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a pretty involved little set of adventures in there. And I think we're, we've done all but two. And with Sphere of or Tomb of Annihilation, they uh, added in where you can uh, purchase some things and you get a lot of boons that you can purchase. And your character is kind of ongoing. Oh, that's good. And that's you'll, really gain, nice. you'll gain experience, well, uh, gold, we should say, and then you can purchase items. So and each scenario in the book gets a little bit more difficult. Now, we haven't done too bad, really, but we're fairly experienced at it. And it's a cooperative <laughs> game. I think that's one of the things that people really like about it. It's a co-op game. Right. And one of the things I think that it's weak on, other than it's reminiscent of fourth edition, sorry, Al, (laughs) is there's not a lot of story background with it. You know, they'll give you a background, but, you know, you're focused on the main objective. you got to do this. And that's it. You know, you don't care about all the background <laughs> the, fluff and stuff. The you why, just wait the to why get to you're tower. there is just missing, yeah. but the the challenge is present, is what you're saying, yeah? Correct. It, it, it's not a role-playing game, and that's no. really it. It's it's trying to bring the flavor, I think, of what is D&D to a board game for that hour, hour and a half. You know, when I've played it, um, my win-loss ratio I, is not high. So in other words, I have some losses more than I have some wins. But that's kind of um, normal for you, right? You guys were talking about – well, that's the way it is with every game. But yes, <laughs> dude, in this game, holy crap, those monsters can get really to – they cream you. Um, and, I, and I think sometimes when I'm playing, you know, maybe I wrote my daughter in or I wrote my son in or something. We probably play the AI um, to where we put things maybe in the worst position possible instead of in the best position possible. How do you guys handle the AI of the game? Um, Larry, what, what, what's your thoughts on that? Well, it's definitely a game where you just can't sit around killing monsters. Mm. Or as you both know, you're going to get hit by those encounter cards. If you don't search an edge and expand the dungeon, you have to draw an encounter card. And the encounter cards are probably the most vicious part of the game really i think they're even more difficult than the monsters themselves yeah so you have to strike a balance between exploring and getting rid of the monsters now in tomb of annihilation the newest release there are a ton pause for dramatic effect a ton (laughs) of traps so you really have to work around traps 
Oh, that makes sense. Good, you need a good rogue named Just in Time to come join your group, <laughs> baby. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Lex rocks. Yeah. So the the encounter cards they kind of serve as a. He's your bard, yeah. Lex rocks. <laughs> it's Dwayne the Let's Rock Johnson. He's here to sing his way through the dungeon of Tomb of Horrors. So wait, is the encounter cards that those kind of serve as a stick to kind of keep you moving, right? If you're or a paddle if if you're not moving quick enough you get enough encounter cards it's going to really ruin your day right yeah so you do have to strike a balance between getting rid of monsters because every time there's a duplicate monster that's controlled by two different people it activates Mm. so that's really one key thing you want to get rid of duplicate monsters at least and they've added in some oh Monster powers, we'll call them here in Tomb of Annihilation, where if you're standing really? next to that monster, you can't move. Oh, oh, get oh. out of here! So yeah. you can't, you can't just run. Yeah. Like I, I remember one Correct. of the games we weren't doing so well. I was like, screw it, let's just run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. think you go one tile a turn. You got to come up with a balance and understand the fact that y'all just can't pile on the one tile and, right. and 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 just we lay monsters left and right because then you pull them encounter cards and it's hitting everybody on that tile you know so you uh, really got to come up with an idea of one as we all know what's the number one rule you don't do in a dungeon split, split, the, party. split the party you know so <laughs> you, you got to make sure Dude, he you should really... be a host do you hear him setting up did you hear that he oh, wants yeah. to be a co-host <laughs> i gotta watch this out character yeah no we're getting out yeah. what's your rate hey, man uh, I'll, I'll bring you in I tell you, I tell you what, I might, I might actually, uh, I got a couple of friends that are starting to stream WoW, and uh, I might get into doing something like this because I need to find a new job soon. That's for sure. Dude, this stuff is fun. But it's it, just, it's it, just good fun. Yeah, yeah, but you know, like, like I was saying, you know, just, just to get into there. I mean, that our one rule. Everyone knows it gets into this type of gaming world. You don't split the party. Now you get into these board games, and you start making two different paths in this dungeon, going two opposite ways. Eventually, you got to work your way back together. So right. if you're split up, you got really, to really figure out how to split up to be able to get yourself back together at the same oh. time. And I've had us start going down a pathway and then all of a sudden go, oh, shit, we're stuck. <laughs> and we have to go back. <laughs> Yeah. And and it really screws yeah. up the game because, like, you know, like Larry mentioned, if you don't get an edge, things bad start to happen. If you don't start clearing monsters or if you start bunching up, bad things happen. And going backwards to tiles you've already explored and having to get through them with monsters slowing you down, bad things happen. And then you die. <laughs> yeah. So so how do you you die in the game by just taking damage just like you do in D and D, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, you don't have so many hit points, but you are given two healing surges that uh, your party can use per scenario. And if you use both healing surges, well, yeah, I'm sorry, game over, try again. Yeah, well, I would say our success rate, what would you say here, Al, in Tomb of Annihilation? We 75% successful? Yeah. That's yeah, nice. That's, yeah. Ooh. yeah that well, right. You know, you guys have been practicing for like seven years, I wrote down. <laughs> so yeah. here, here it is. Now, Lance Armstrong, after seven years, was not at 75%. He was a little higher. Well, but, so, but, but Lance you guys got to get in there and train more. But Lance wasn't on Start performance drinking. enhancers like these guys are. I mean, these guys clearly juice. Yeah. <laughs> they don't juice. Oh, trust, and they don't have cheaters. If I could get these guys caught in into just doing the board game, and I would, trust me, it's a lot, <laughs> it's a lot less stressful 
than than uh, than what else we're doing here. So I want to ask strategy wise. You mentioned you get two healing surges. Is it mm-hmm. is the rule of thumb like if you spent the two of them before the last room drops, you've already kind of lost, or do you is or can you go into the last encounter with have already already spent both your healing surges and maybe still eke it out? We we do try to save them. You have a cleric that can do some healing. You might okay. have an item that can do some healing. Some of the other characters have. Uh, well, I'm playing the druid. He has uh, a little bit of healing mm-hmm. for everybody on his tile and within one. So we try to keep people from using healing surges until absolutely necessary. You know, if we can't get there and you're a lost cause, yeah, <laughs> use a healing surge. But we do keep a close eye on that. And we'll, you know, we've bought recharges. So if you use your daily spell to heal people, boom, you play that recharge and your oh. uh, spell's back in play again. Nice. So there you can heal a second time. So we've done that numerous times. So we do try to save those until absolutely needed at the very end. We rarely use them early on. Rarely. Nice. Nice. Okay. Cool. However, however, if you do use them before you get to that final room, no, it's not over. Right. It's not over until another person drops and, and uh, you know, they don't have some way that if you're two healing surgeons drop and someone's down, it, it's, it's not completely over until their turn again. Oh, so, I mean, okay. so if you, you could be, you can eke it you out. Could be facing that last guy. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you can finish, you can get that last guy. One person's down, no healing surges because they just dropped and the other three or four people at your table can still go. If you can kill it before that person goes again, you can still, still win, win the game. Yeah. Gotcha. So that yeah. sounds kind of like the, uh, we did an episode on shadow run their deck building cooperative game. It sounds like the D and D board games are similar that if one person goes down, uh, we either need a win right now or we've lost. Yeah. But the encounter cards, yeah. the encounter yeah. cards are really what, get you and of course you get experience by uh, killing the monsters and every so many points depending on what scenario you're in you can spend experience points and get rid of a, an encounter so that that helps a lot to save up your monster experience points nice and i do believe the extra powers that they've given the monsters there's one skeleton uh, you'll like this rich this, this is right up your hackmaster lane <laughs> That when you kill it, you shuffle in a spell deck. There's a spell deck of cards of random oh. spells. And when you kill him, he blows up in this random, well, you know, finger of death, yes. uh, all the way down to magic missile, that which is, is an awesome. Lot. Yes. <laughs> yes. Some punishment Dude, for that is greatness. Yeah. No good deed goes unpunished. I like that. That's great. <laughs> the other nice thing I really like about these games, uh, and I know we're talking about Tomb and Annihilation a lot, and that's probably because it's just the newest one out. But right. one thing I really like about all these D&D board games is they're all interchangeable. Uh, you can bring a character from another uh, board game. Like, if you want to play Drizzt in Tomb of Annihilation, you can bring that character there to do that. That is cool. Um, that's one thing I really enjoy about these systems is they didn't just bring it, hey, this is your box set. When these 17 scenarios are done, you're done. Um, when you get to that end, hey, you know what? Why don't we get rid of this character is more powerful here and replace it with one of the weaker ones from before and see if it's a little harder for us. Or, hey, this was a little too hard. Why don't we throw in one of our more powerful characters from before and build that one up and play through it? So nice. the playability, yeah, it's the same scenario that you're playing, but uh, it can really, like, you can play the 
we did one. I don't remember what box that was. We got our asses handed to us. Like we stepped <laughs> off the first tile and we were dead. I mean, we got, we, 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 we were, we were annihilated for real, for real. And, uh, Good. Then, then the next week, uh, we come back to it and it was a complete different reversal. We, we kicked its ass, mm. you know, so, uh, these games, I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of them. Uh, obviously anyone listening can tell, and it's because it gives uh, another big point of this from DM and standpoint as a DM, it's fun. You get to control these characters. Sometimes you can do some whooping, but there's always a little part of you that may or may not feel bad for kicking your player's ass. You know, <laughs> you, you kind of feel bad. No, never, up, never you feel know? bad. Al, Al yeah. has a heart. I did it the other TPK, day. TPK, man, TPK. Al, Al has when a heart, I TPK'd Rich, him the don't. other day, buddy, it felt great. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> but, uh, Dear listener, but, that means total party kill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, total party kill. But um, like I was saying, it, you know, the nice thing about it is that DM that maybe for the last three, four years has been the DM the entire time. Guess what? These games do. They put you in the action. They right. let you be a player as well. Right. Everyone at the table is a player. And that's one. Uh, that's another big thing that I really like about because uh, I, I have a lot of friends that are DMs. And sometimes they just need a break from it. You know, they want to be able to go out there and play. And a lot of times, what do they do? They go to these cons that are, you know, an hour, two hours away from where they live just to be able to play. Yeah. Um, and these games give them that break. Uh, hey, you know what? Here, you can play too. You know, that's one thing I really like about them as well, you know. We, we were talking about that last week on uh, or two weeks ago, by the time this comes out on our D&D game, talking about guys who are DMs. They get stuck in the DM role and they never leave it because their group just just doesn't nobody else wants to DM or, or nobody else can DM or, or whatever. Uh, so that's really a, a cool point that this is a nice way for DMs to be players without having to put the burden of being a DM on someone else at the table. That's really cool. Now, you know, I talked by the way, I always like bringing Wolfgar. I enjoy oh, him no, from no, Dritz. No, no, I no, like my Wolfgar. Uh, microphone drop. Larry's out. Wolfgar <laughs> is the biggest piece of crap in any D board game. I, I love Wolfgar. Who is Wolfgar? Wolfgar? I don't know who Wolfgar is. Larry, Larry, you it's tell me. It's all about me. the, the no. dagger. It's all about his uh, dagger, man. Larry, you can't miss with the Wolfgar dagger. Larry, tell me who Wolfgar <laughs> is. You know, the legend, legend of Drizzt had the most overpowered character in any of these board games and they also had the weakest character of any of these board games by far Katie? by far wolfgar's a piece of crap rich <laughs> no Nobody. i'm wolfgar Nobody i'm they Nobody. call me the they call me the dagger because i'm wolfgar with my like plus 12 dagger i roll a two i kill everything well what's he got like uh 10 hit you know what six hit points in an armor class of 12 somebody sneezes on no. him and he falls over <laughs> no he had he had the highest hit points i believe in that whole deck yeah but it, isn't it oh, yeah. i'm gonna like have to go 10? home and check that i gotta check that out yeah his, his, he, he likes playing katie like katie o'brien here or whatever uh, yeah wolf guy yeah. yeah. you got drizzit that you know does five points every round he's doing five damn yeah that's a little overkill but drizzit is Andy by far the tiger. most overpowered yeah, well, Drizzt is like the main character, right? 
I mean, he is, yes. he is the yeah. guy. That was a, that was a fanboy box is yeah. what that was. Yeah. yeah. That was, that was yeah. fanboy so box. And it was, it was made that way very well. Now did the Drizzt box yeah. just come with like 10 Drizzt minis? Cause they knew that everybody was going to play Drizzt and they're like, look, we get it. <laughs> no, no. I wish that would have came painted. I tell you that right now. I wish that would have been available and painted because, uh, Definitely yeah. a, a good painted drizzle would be awesome. Oh, yeah. I think uh, Al sleeps with his drizzle when every game. <laughs> Who do you want to play? I'll, well, I'll play you know, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> well, Larry, when I can't spoon you with you, that I got to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm usually in there. Uh, what, in what, the what, what happens at Gen? Yeah, what happens at Gen Con stays at Gen Con. <laughs> Move on over, Rich. I'm coming in. <laughs> Pillow wall. Pillow wall, dear listeners. Pillow wall. <laughs> oh, man. The, the, true, the, the true meaning behind gaming conventions comes out. Um, uh, Rich, what year did they first come out? Was it 2010? I know you said you were going to search. Oh, I was looking. Sorry. I got yeah, you, we were just talking too much. Hold on. First D and D. Oh, yeah. By the way, it was it was Castle. It was, uh, I did see that, that it was the, uh, um, it was, Lock. um, yeah. yeah. Al, is that oh, the one on. where you mentioned we really got hammered? I think oh, that was no, the maybe first, it was Wrath that, that of was tough. That was the toughest one. Yeah. Yeah. That was the toughest one, but that could have also been because it was the first one that we were dealing with too. Right. You didn't, you didn't really know how to play the game super well slash that was their yeah. first crack really designing it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it looks and like you know, uh, 2011 I, with Wrath of Asheron. Yeah, so that you was guys good. That think was with a lot of dragons. Castle of Ray, and I and I have that one. I just haven't open. I haven't opened that one up yet. I don't think we beat that. I don't think we finished that one. I don't believe we did either. I don't think we did Castle Ravenloft yeah, either. Yeah, that's the one I own, and I never beat it. Like I, my crew always got skunked, and then we moved on to something else. Okay, Castle was uh, right. 2010, so uh, you guys are on the money. Castle was first. I'm wrong as most of the time I am, <laughs> and Wrath was second. And, and Rich, um, you keep calling it Wrath. What's of really what? crazy is is how long ago. Of, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm probably messing the name up, so hang tight here. It, let me go look it up again. It's so you're, called. You're talking at least eight years, yeah. Yeah, That's Wrath crazy. of Ashardalon. A S H A R D. Yeah, Arshdal. Dude, you ought to hear me announce my D and D. Well, I told in another episode how I never give my D and D characters hard names because I can never pronounce them. No, so no, like when no, you no, sit no, down, no, it's no, like no, Dave no. Yeah, and no, Larry uh, yes. and Ryan. George. Yeah, it's not. It's not that the names That's are right. hard. Is that the names are all of his friends. <laughs> <laughs> And I always make Larry the bard just to piss him oh, off. The uh, hey, there is there is not a bard in any of the board games, is there? Wrong. Yes. Of annihilation, baby. Oh, yes. Yep. Yeah. I've made it. Yeah. <laughs> However, and as I said, F, as I said, F you, dungeon bastard. <laughs> However, Rich, it's a. How would you describe it, Al? It's a rat. Rich. Yes. So you it's know, a rat Mike, race. He, he's a, a rat man. We'll call him. 
So I'm that always, is so uh, rich. And Craig always plays him. He's a bard, so I'm always picking on him. I'm yeah. the druid. He's an abomination of nature. You know, he, he's you know, yeah. he's, rats are supposed to be in the gutter and spreading disease. <laughs> What's he doing that? out here singing with his lute? <laughs> right. And I tell you what, Dave, Dave and Rich, what you got to do is you got to get a hold of Wizard here, the, the creators of this game, okay? And, and, and you got to get the joke behind why the bard was a rat. I need to know the reason behind that. <laughs> you got it. You got it. That we is, now have a Gen Con mission, that my is, friends. That is that is the that is the mission of this podcast. We need to get we need to worm our way into Wizards. Get an interview with like Mike Merles or one of those big guys, and be like, "All right, level with us, Ratman Bard. What's going on with that?" Another thing that I found is seating order. Like when I've run this at cons and I'm kind of just a GM, you know, I kind of help them get through the first adventure. And then by the second or third adventure, they're rolling, right? So I found seating order. Everybody pick your character. And then when we get to second game, I go, does it change your seats? And 90% of the time, oh yeah, we need to put you here. We need you here. We need, And they change the seating order. Do you guys have a specific way you do seating order or am I just seeing other people be too concerned about that? I think uh, that's We've been sitting in the same seats for the last <laughs> decade, seven years. Yeah. Eight years. Yeah. <laughs> they don't move. Don't Everybody move. comes Actually, in. You know Is this what? not such an introverted gamer conversation? <laughs> Nobody moves. We all sit in the same seat. If you show up and there's someone in your seat, you just go get in your car and go home. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. I don't know what to here. do. What's in my seat? I'm just gonna go home. If there's seven, if- <laughs> and I tell you what, you know, if you don't mind, if you don't mind, uh, you know, twice now I bought a table because we generally game at my house. Twice I've bought a table, and I got this table that's spread out a good 12, 13 feet. I thought, man, they're gonna love this. All kinds of room. No, too big. That was so too big. that one failed. <laughs> so I figured, you know, it's been a couple of years. It's gonna, I'm going to buy another table here. But the one I had when it was collapsed down was kind of short. So I'm going to try to expand the system out a little bit. Yeah. Got a table, too damn big for them again. <laughs> 20 inches bigger. It's too big. They're too spread out. Yeah. Like, are we spooning or are we playing the game? You know? <laughs> Well, we can't even see you down at the other end. It's just kind of a blob, <laughs> fuzzy blob. You're so far spaghetti. away. <laughs> That's funny. That's awesome. Yeah, you. you they want a nice. So, yeah. They want an intimate gaming experience. Al, you gotta you gotta yeah. give the people what they want. <laughs> so yes, uh, for all those first time listeners, when you become a gamer. It's no longer what your wife wants in the kitchen. It's what fits your gaming group the best. Right. That's right. That's right. That's right. It's you. It's you and your seven oh, friends. Oh, that... And what what do they want? I tried joining a, a gaming group one time years ago. Years ago, just kind of jumped in with some randoms. I was the being interviewed, oh, yeah. and I passed the interview. And they wanted me to continue being part of their team, but I because the table it like filled the room to. When you sat there, it was like your belly's touching the table and your back's hitting the back of the wall. It was like, <laughs> dude, I just can't game with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I, you know, I made up another excuse then. Your table sucks. But that, yeah, isn't that funny? <laughs> and, and poor, and, you know, and, yeah. and, and poor Eric over there is like, but, but I gave you my seat. I almost went home because you were sitting in my seat. <laughs> 
No, dude. I walked in and they were like, that's your seat. <laughs> oh, yeah. I walked in and it was like, that's where the old guy sat that we got rid of. We got rid of him. And you got to think, how did yeah, they were you hardcore, really lose man. your seat at a D&D table? Is it, I mean, yeah. how do you really lose that seat? Yeah. No, oh, man. You taking your shoes off, taking someone else's shoes. Yeah. Oh, good one. <laughs> Another inside joke, listeners. <laughs> We've told that joke. We've told that joke on this about uh, Ryan and his shoes wandering away yeah. after uh, a game night. Oh, that was just, that was hysterical. <laughs> yes, we. You know, next Before year for Gen Con recap, we need everybody. We need to do a big group panel. Oh, that'd be so much fun. Recap. That'd be so oh, much panel oh, recap be podcast because be again yeah. we do so many things together yep. and then we go and do so many things in like little pairs of twos and threes mm-hmm. and then we do yep. so many things individual even you know what i mean we we split up and do so much in that little four days but um um now oh i got one more thing about the board game right oh my god and are we still talking about this about- board game i know i got one more thing here i did some show prep i'm shaking my notes around <laughs> I did Somebody some show prep. I wrote three things down. Three? Wait, and, wait, wait. Um, we spent an hour and we haven't even gotten through all three? <laughs> no. This one's the most important. I saved this one to last. Is replayability. Now, I've never gone back to any of my boxes I've played through. Have you guys? Is anybody going back and replaying? Um, um, or is it there's just like buying a video game? You get 40 hours out of it, and you're like, time to move on. No. Um, w- with us, uh, once we beat it, we as a group, we have one back. Now, with me, uh, I went back, and I've played them, uh, some of them solo. I, I've played some of them, like I said, oh. with, my, uh, with some of my scouts. Uh, I got my wife and kids into playing them, and, and I went back and played them. And I, I enjoy them just as much the second and third time through that I did the first time. And remember, Rich, he's mining Dritz out of the old one and using oh, yeah. it in all he's of the future games. <laughs> so he's, he is <laughs> no, replaying. No. And he by is the re- way, <laughs> and by the way, he said something we didn't touch on, guys. Solo play oh mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You, how many yeah, characters I mean, you do you can... play at once when you play solo just one yeah. okay you so you won't run just, just yourself okay you won't like play three characters solo you play one character through the dungeon yeah mono a mono i have i mean i haven't i haven't yeah. done it a lot to expand on how that goes you know i haven't done it multiple 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 times i did it just a handful of times when i first got it um and i enjoyed it I've nice. done it once or twice where I've sat up and, uh, you know, played three characters going through the dungeon. And oh, my wow. daughter comes around the corner and goes, what the fuck is wrong with you? Well, she didn't say fuck, but she's a really good girl. <laughs> she, she's, but she she's, goes, what is wrong? she's like, what is wrong with you? And I'm sitting there playing a board game myself yeah. with three, you know, I'm yeah. going from each station to each station oh, to each station. Oh, you go and sit down, you go and sit down and be like, all right, yeah, now yeah. I'm playing as. Well, uh, yeah. And then <laughs> I yell at the yeah. guy who's not there and I go, come on, Wolfgar, can't fucking wait. <laughs> Now, do you get up and move around the table into different chairs? Yeah. That's what I'm I'm picturing. Don't you? Dude, my OCD will not let me share space. Everyone has to have their own area. And three so, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Everybody has their own dice. Yeah, you, know, you can't be mixing dice. Whoa, what's wrong with wait, you, wait, dude? Wait, do you let dice touch each other? Is is one of your alter selves like left-handed and the other is right-handed? Do you like? 
How do you? Are we talking about the board game still? Or I, are we I'm trying about to about talk about the board game. I... <laughs> and Rich, do you like have separate sets of clothing at each chair? You got to hurry up and switch into them. You know, you know. He's got like baseball caps and a cowboy cap and a and a knitted knitted bonnet. <laughs> dear listener, dear listener, fun all the time. Rich, do you wear your wizard hat? Rich, did you wear your robe today? Rich, are you wearing your leather bucklers? I'm getting you a bonnet. Okay, maybe I have different headgear. Maybe I have different headgear for the different positions, but that's my choice. It's true. <laughs> the voices in my head are not telling me to do that. Right. Those are all my questions. And we even expanded into solo. So look at how great that question was. Mm. Don't yeah. let Al be the co-host. I'm the co-host. Back to you, Dave. <laughs> See, Rich is fighting for his spot. Um, Larry, I'm Al, getting nervous. Al had some really good points. You guys have anything else to say about uh, about the D&D board games? Uh, typically, I think uh, I looked on Amazon not too long ago. I mean, for your listener, you're looking at... You know, forty-five dollars ish. You know, the Tomb of Annihilation, the most recent one's probably the most expensive at sixty. It weighs, oh gee, what would you guys say, six, seven pounds, and oh, has shit. a lot of chits. Yeah, they're not like. Yeah, you're good. You're going to talking about me, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to need some bags to put it in. You know, don't drop it on the floor. You'll be picking up pieces, and uh, Al's cat will will scurry off with with something. <laughs> and like you guys said, that's. Uh, 60, 70 hours of gameplay. You can you can take pieces out of that game, use it in other games. I mean, that's there's a lot of value in there. You're getting a lot for that sixty bucks. Yeah, and that, that's what I was gonna you know end with too is uh, uh, you know I, I struggled with it uh, back you know before I started this new gig. You know, money wasn't always uh, abundantly there. You know, so I struggled with do I really want to spend fifty dollars on this game? And, uh, I, I eventually, my wife bought it for me for uh, my birthday, I believe, uh, uh the, the series. That's uh, awesome. And, uh, good for her. Anyone that, yeah. And, and anyone that is like struggling with, do I really want to drop the $50 on one of these games? Uh, I would say do it and do it now because there's so much you can do with it. You can, you can do just your regular game night guys, your D and D buddies. Um, if you got, uh, a friends, you're having a, a get together. You need something to do. There, you have it. Um, you know, your family. You want to have a family game night. Uh, my, I, I had my ten year old daughter playing one time. She had a, a who was didn't quite understand it all, but she had a good time. Yeah. Uh, it's money well spent. You know, I'm not. You know, and I don't work for the company. They could improve on some things. I'm not going to lie, but you know, it, for 50 bucks, you're really not going wrong. I mean, think about it. You go buy a PlayStation 4 game for 64 dollars. It's usually a solo player. You're you're sitting there by yourself doing this. Uh, you got a couple friends you want to play with. You got to pay fifteen dollars a month to to play with your friends on the PlayStation Four oh, yeah. or Xbox or whatever game system that you choose to play. You want a multiplayer? You got to pay for it. Uh, this game, you got a one-time fee. Get into it, and you can share it with uh, all your friends. You yeah. know, so it, it's worth it. I, I would I would definitely purchase another, no doubt. Well said, Al. And I I know. Want to double that up too, saying it is a good investment. It's a great game, uh, all of them, except for if they threw out the Wolfgar character. Sorry, Rich. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Rich, it's a top shelf game. Pow. 
Oh. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Very Thank you. Larry going for that number two spot now. That's right. Drop the mic. Good I'm meta. supposed to be one with all the clever puns. Good meta. I like it. Cool. Awesome. Wait. Guys, thanks a ton for coming on here. I know we've already got future episodes planned. We're going to do that. Um, this was a, a really fun time for me. Uh, so thanks a ton for coming on and, and sharing knowledge about this game. Any like closing thoughts or, or things that you want to say to listeners, you know, shout outs to things that you're involved in or anything like that? Well, Dave, I'd like to say first, congratulations on the uh, new arrival to the family. Thank you. And, you know, gamers are... You know, uh, you want to call them nerds or whatever, you know, uh, Big Bang has definitely brought it to the forefront. But, you know, these games are about companionship, and that's really what it boils down to, having good, clean fun with good friends, making memories that last a lifetime. And I know, Rich, a few years ago there at Gen Con, uh, things, uh, you know, were a little, you know, emotional, and, you know, I I really... uh, brought almost tears to my eyes well it did and you know you guys are special you're all a part of my life that if it wasn't for gaming it wouldn't happen and i'm truly blessed to count you guys as friends and i truly mean it love you big guy yeah man thank you so much yeah i and i i would agree with that i mean uh, just right here you know it's been sunshine con last year dave that you and i spoke you know Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. uh with the technology today we're definitely taking it above and beyond and being able to stay in touch with people and uh i shoot it was probably 12 13 years ago some random person I ran into brought me into Larry's gaming group, and uh, I've I've been there with him for 13 years. I mean, it's a family. It, it's yeah. who we hang out with, it's who we play with, and it's who we enjoy sharing our our life with. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you, you can't go wrong with it. You just really can't. And uh, my biggest shout out is Origins 2018. See you there. <laughs> yes. Just a few months. Amen, yes. brother. Yes. Uh, well, thanks again, everyone. This is David again with High Shelf Gaming. As always, have fun and play well. May all your roles be crits. Peace, love, out. Wolfgar still sucks. <laughs> Damn, I was going to say Wolfgar rocks at the end. All right, Al, take it away. Hey, see you all later. Drizzit rules. <laughs> awesome. Thanks a ton, guys. All right. Wolfgar rules. Thanks for listening. If you have feedback for us, please find us on Twitter, again, at High Shelf Gaming, or on our Facebook group, High Shelf Gaming Podcast. Of course, we're on iTunes and Stitcher as well, so feel free to leave us some feedback or a review there. Just get me some clown. Right, Rich? Um, folks, there are like 15 um, inside jokes that all just went yeah, through watched, in those last two sentences. <laughs> and so, you know, back to the AI of the D&D board game. We, We're way past AI. Did you like that? Did you like how I'm trying to segue out of all those jokes? Because most of them embarrass me in some form or fashion. The-